Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're in for a treat. Here in just a moment, I'm going to play for you a speech which was delivered on the floor of the United States Senate here today. Senator Mike Lee took to the floor and he introduced a, a resolution, a resolution condemning mob violence. And the, the way the introduction of these resolutions works is you, you, you as a senator, you come to the floor, uh, you have your document in front of you. That document is the legislative text, which you uh, then submit to the appropriate uh, staffer. And then there is some back and forth between your side and, uh, say, a side that uh, might oppose your position. And that is exactly what transpired here today. You open with a speech and then you engage in debate. And Mike Lee did exactly that today. He introduced a resolution expressing the sense of the Senate that mob violence should be condemned. The text of the resolution uh, has a number of whereas clauses. That's where there are supporting details uh, listed at great length here uh, before uh, the actual resolution. And it's masterful stuff. I want you to hear uh, right from the mouth of Senator Lee himself as he introduced this piece, uh, or this resolution, rather. It was absolutely masterful. And then what we'll do, the way we're going to run this is, I'm going to play for you the, the, the introductory speech. So this is a speech prepared uh, by the senator. He delivers it uh, on there in the, the, the floor of the Senate and then, uh, you know, makes it known exactly what he would like to do. And then from there, he is subjected to uh, questioning from uh, the, the opposing side. In this case, Senator Lee uh, goes back and forth between uh, himself and Senator Bob Mendez of New Jersey, who objects to the resolution. But we'll get into uh, the back and forth later. I want you to hear, uh, first off, the prepared remarks from Senator Lee. Here is, uh, I've broken it up into three portions. So here's the first part of what Senator Lee had to share here this morning on the floor of the Senate, introducing this resolution against mob violence. Some Americans, unsatisfied with peaceful and positive demonstrations, have instigated and indulged in mob violence and criminal property destruction, not in service of any coherent cause, but simply as an arrogant bullying tantrum of self-righteous illiberalism and rage. These mobs have demonstrated not only contempt for public safety, as evidenced among other things by an unprovoked physical assault on a Wisconsin state senator 
and the more recent shooting of a motorist in Provo, Utah, and common decency as evidenced by their obscene berating of law enforcement officers, standing their posts and protecting their communities. Did you hear that reference to the shooting in Provo? Yeah, this isn't some far away notion anymore for Senator Lee. One of his own constituents was struck in the arm by a bullet, shrapnel embedded in the belly and the eye of that constituent, of that innocent passerby who was just trying to make his way through an intersection. When someone from the mob stepped out, while others were pounding on the hood and the windows of that car, someone stepped out from that crowd, pulled out a firearm, aimed it at Senator Lee's constituent and your and my brother, and pulled the trigger, struck the man in the arm, and as he drove away, as he drove away, this mobster fired again into that same vehicle. Senator Lee's speech continued. He condemns the historical illiteracy of the mob with their destruction of historical monuments. The senator continues. So their manifest ignorance and historical illiteracy, as evidenced by their destruction of public memorials, Historical heroes like Ulysses S. Grant, St. Junipero Serra, Miguel Cervantes, George Washington, Hans Christian Haig, and a reported plan to target a statue of Abraham Lincoln, financed in 1876 entirely by private donations from freed African-American slaves. It is the sense of the Senate that the rising tide of vandalism, mob violence, and the mob mentality that feeds it including its cruel and intolerant cancel culture, should be condemned by all Americans. That peaceful demonstrations and mob violence are different in kind. That physical assault and property destruction are not forms of political speech, but violent crimes whose perpetrators should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And that the innocent law enforcement officers, public officials, and private citizens who suffer these mobs' violence and endure their scorn while protecting our communities from them deserve every American's thanks and appreciation. Think what you want about Senator Lee. You may have some preconceived notions. You, you, you may not find yourself ideologically aligned with the senator. But in this presentation of his view and this resolution condemning mob violence, how can you find any fault in it? How can you find fault in the condemning of behavior which is tearing us apart, which is distracting, which is distracting from the issues being brought up and discussed by the peaceful protester? What I so appreciate in the senator's remarks here is that he repeatedly makes the distinction between mob violence and the peaceful protester. These are two distinct groups. It is in some instances difficult. It is sometimes difficult to see the difference between the two, but there is a very distinct difference. Someone who is speaking, someone with a sign, someone who is not engaged in either vandalism or violence, that's a protester. Someone who refrains from smashing in the window of a 7-Eleven here in Salt Lake City, that's a, that's a protester. If you are the one with a brick in your hand, you are a member of the mob and you're engaged in violence and that is who's being condemned by Senator Lee 
on the floor of the United States Senate here today. There's one last portion of the introductory remarks. I'd like you to hear them. The senator offers formally this non-binding resolution, and he acknowledges that a resolution like this, a non-binding resolution, which doesn't ultimately carry with it the force of law, is but the tiniest of steps in response to the mob violence in America, but a necessary step. As we saw in Seattle this week, these mobs are not going to stop until they are stopped. A non-binding resolution is the tiniest first step of a response, the merest exercise of the Senate's atrophied institutional muscles. We need to do much, much more. And I look forward to working with colleagues on both sides of the aisle, developing RET legislation to do it. But in this divided political moment, heading into the 244th birthday of the greatest, freest, most tolerant and prosperous nation the world has ever known, I think showing Senate Republicans and showing that Senate Democrats can work together and be able to speak with one voice against woke mob violence and in defense of equal justice and civic peace would be a welcome step. And therefore, Mr. President, as if in legislative session, I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the consideration of Senate Resolution 645, submitted earlier today. I ask unanimous consent that the resolution be agreed to, that the preamble be agreed to, and that the motions to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table with no intervening action or debate. You wouldn't think that after a presentation like that on a matter so simple and clear that there would be opposition, that, that anyone could step up and say, no, you know what, you, maybe we as the sudden, maybe, maybe we should not condemn mob violence. You know, maybe, maybe Senator Lee, maybe you're off, maybe you're off the mark. Maybe we really ought to consider stuff, maybe from their point of view. You know, what leads these young people to engage in violence? Maybe that's where we should focus our energies. Uh, and no, you know what, maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's not the right course. Maybe we should pay attention to, uh, to other matters. Let's not engage in, in this topic here. Yeah, I don't know, mob, mob violence, that's a little ugly. Sorry, uh, Senator. Uh, l let's talk about how terrible the president is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk. Let's do that. Well, that's what it sounded like to me as the next chapter of the events unfolded on the floor of the United States Senate today. You heard here, I played for you uh, the three sections of his introductory remarks. And then there comes the opportunity for those who disagree with his resolution to speak out against it. And that will, uh, I'll, I'll play that for you next. And you're going to hear some of the rationale against it. And uh, more importantly, you will hear the way Senator Lee responds. There are some zingers in here <laughs> that are absolutely fascinating. Here, I'll give you a little preview. He says at one point, very emotionally, in his condemnation of bat guano-inspired insanity of the mob violence here in the United States. Bat guano-inspired insanity. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I want to share with you before we get back to the remarks from the floor of the U.S. Senate by Senator Mike Lee, I want to share with you the recent case counts uh, regarding the coronavirus here in the state of Utah. Uh, we, another big day, and I don't mean big in the positive way. We've had an increase of 554 positive cases from yesterday. That's a 2.4% jump from yesterday. Uh, and in terms of hospitalizations, there's been an increase of 29 
since yesterday. Currently, 184 positive COVID-19 cases are currently hospitalized. And then uh, for the final figure, which I uh, do not look forward to reporting each day, it's the number of deaths attributed to the coronavirus, three more than yesterday, all males, two between the ages of 65 and 84. Uh, and then the, the third victim to lose his life to the coronavirus, a male between the ages of 25 and 44, relatively young uh, compared to the others here in the state of Utah and around the world uh, who have fallen victim to the coronavirus. This young man not hospitalized at the time of death. Now, I know that you might want to learn more about demographics and hospital capacity and other uh, facts and figures regarding the coronavirus here in Utah, and there is a place for that. <clears throat> if you make your way to coronavirus.utah.gov, you will be able to find uh, much more specific information than I have shared with you just now. I'd share it with you. I just don't have the time. There's so much data there. Uh, you'll find uh, demographic information. You will find uh, testing information. You will also find hospital uh, capacity uh, information. It was brought to my attention just the other day that as I was reporting the total number of hospitalized cases that you can compare that to the state's total capacity in terms of percentage. You can find that there again at coronavirus.utah.gov. So that's that. That's the current state of affairs in terms of the numbers and COVID here in the state of Utah. Let's turn our sights back now to the United States Senate. Uh, you heard in the last segment before we went to break, I was describing the introduction of a resolution. Now, a resolution, it's a non-binding thing. It's really just a, uh, you know, a piece of paper that has some words on it. And then the other members of the Senate, they vote on those words. But they're important words. And these words, in particular, drafted by Senator Lee, are an expression of the sense of the United States Senate that mob violence should be condemned. And that there is a grand and fundamental distinction between violence and protesting. The First Amendment guarantees uh, one bit of behavior, another bit of behavior, violence, is a crime. There is some intermingling of these two groups across the streets of America right now. But there is a distinct difference between mob violence and your right to peaceably assemble. And there are many, unfortunately, who have crossed that line. To include, most recently, the Salt Lake City man who traveled down to Provo, ultimately, and according to police, pulled out a firearm and opened fire uh, on a passerby. Luckily, that victim uh, is alive still today. Last word I had, critical condition in a hospital, but still breathing. Anyway, the senator introduced this piece of uh, this resolution here this morning, and the way it works is you introduce it, you give a speech uh, to accompany that introduction, and then you uh, subject yourself to a little bit of back and forth with those who may disagree. So that portion of the floor time here kicked off with uh, an objection raised by Senator Bob Mendez of New Jersey. Here he is, and then the response by Senator Lee. The senator would modify his request to include the following language. Insert at the end of your last line, line 15, section, make a new section five, are elected officials, especially the president of the United States, should not incite violence or legitimize those 
who engage in hate-fuel acts, I would consider uh, allowing the senator's resolution to move forward and not to object to it. Mr. President. Does the senator so modify his request? Reserving the right to object, as I look at the language proposed by my colleague from New Jersey, I could accept the rest of it except for the words, especially the president of the United States. The rest of it is unobjectionable. The point here is that without pointing to any one specific individual, we should all be able to acknowledge as a sense of the Senate that we do hold these truths as self-evident, that our country was founded on these very strong ideals, even if, as the resolution itself acknowledges, we have failed at times to live up to them, we've still done it. And so I'd accept the modification, but only with the removal of the words, especially the President of the United States. Mr. President, it is especially the President of the United States, the person who leads our nation, that should be a unifying force, not one who incites violence. Therefore, I object. All right, interesting back and forth there. What you saw was a demonstration of a little bit of negotiating. If you do this, I can support that. Uh, interesting stuff. Not as interesting, though, as what's still to come. Senator Lee, in his emotional condemnation of this mob violence, used the phrase bat guano-inspired insanity. Open your ears uh, to Senator Lee here using this fascinating phrase on the floor of the United States Senate here this morning. This is the United States Senate. Just so everyone is clear about the bat guano-inspired insanity that we just witnessed, I just proposed a non-binding resolution condemning mob violence, and Senate Democrats objected. I don't know whether to be outraged or embarrassed for them. This isn't even a bill. It's just a statement that says mob violence is bad. Democrats can't say mob violence is bad without simultaneously taking a jab at the president of the United States. By the way, what, what about the mayor of Seattle? What about the city council of Minneapolis? What about the countless other people who have perpetuated or enabled or facilitated or coddled mob violence across the country? It's one of the reasons why we're not going to engage in this, uh, the, 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 this task of making it a political tit for tat. It's not that. People are being shot. Businesses are being looted. Innocent Americans are being attacked and threatened. Lives are being ruined. Communities are burning, literally burning. So whose side are you on? Yeah. Whose side are you on? You do have to pick a side. You really do. Are you on the side of mob violence? Or are you on the side of freedom, justice? I think there's a wonderful use of uh, the, the tool available to legislators at the federal level, the resolution. It is often used to uh, communicate messages and to aid in campaigns and such like that. But every once in a while, either a legislator in the Senate or the House of Representatives gets it exactly right. Applies the use of the resolution in just exactly the right way to communicate exactly the right thing and draw a line in the sand. Are you for mob violence or are you against it? And as we follow the progress of this resolution, those who vote for it are against mob violence and those who either abstain or vote against it uh, are in support of it. That is the only way I can analyze this whole thing here.
So uh, I applaud Senator Lee for doing this, and I especially applaud him for his uh, very specific and creative use of the English language here. Uh, it was an admirable display uh, put forth on the floor of the United States Senate here just this morning. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you uh, about a story that kicked off just yesterday. It comes from uh, Dixie down in St. George and the proposed change of a name there of the university. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.